Hello and welcome to Did You Say That Out Loud? This is Marette and I'll be spending a few minutes with friends and we're going to chat about life and kids and friends and travel and crazy topics and a few memories. So I can guarantee that you will laugh and you may learn a few things about what brings people together and what keeps them connected in their relationships and their faith walk. Hope you enjoy. Well, good morning. I am sitting in Kay's kitchen. Kay, I have known you for a long time. And very I don't true, very I, true. I don't know how long it's been, but you were Jim's mom's really good friend. Oh, I love Mary Jorgensen. And I never really knew her. She was such a hoot when she would laugh. Everybody else would laugh too because it was this big whoop and laugh and everybody just enjoyed being around her and she was an organizer. She was a leader with a capital L. So she was Lori, or Lori she, was her. Yes, Lori is... Which is Jim's sister. Is like Mary the Second. And I have two girls. And, yes, you do. And they do resemble the grandmother they never knew. Because Adley is like that. But Bailey is this... She's built like Grandma Mary. She has the laugh. Yes. She does. I mean, so they both yes. do. So, so I have known you probably, well, ever since we've been married, but probably a little before that. But you are a single child. I, I still am. You still am. That's true. You still am. <laughs> so there's got to be positives and negatives about being a single child. You have no option. Of course, I was, there was six of us in the family. So single family was, was everybody all over. So what was one kind of neat thing about being an only child? Well, everything in the house, all the toys were yours. Okay. You didn't have to share. Uh, I could go off in the corner. I, all my life I've been reading. Uh, so and I sort of like to be by myself, being an only child, I suppose. So uh, I noticed looking through some old pictures this last year that many of the pictures my dad would take of me was me lounging on some sort of a chair or a couch reading a book. And I guess that's what you do when you have to make your own entertainment. And I would never be interrupted in that's, my reading. That's true. Because, you know, and there was no one to fight with in the car over the back seat. That's true. That's very true. That's very true. You didn't have to draw imaginary lines in your bedroom? <laughs> no, no. Like my, my two boys did, yeah. And everybody else, I know, so that it... Whenever we would go on a trip, um, I was born in Texas, my mother was a Texan, and my dad met her down there. We would go down, and I liked comic books at that time. Ooh. Big Disney fan. And uh, so I would get 10 comic books that they would keep under the seat for going and coming, and they would dole them out. Oh my. And so it was a big deal. So is there... <laughs> Anything that, other than you didn't have anybody to fight with, that being a single child or an only child wasn't, you, you wished you could change? Well, I guess the usual thing people would say, and it was true for me also, you know, it could get lonely. Mm -hmm. And you're always looking for someone to play with when you didn't want to read your book, you know? So I, I would go out and have a good time with the kids in the neighborhood. I grew up in Minneapolis, so there were neighbors close by 
Not like if I, I lived right. on the farm, yeah. like you did. But of course, you had family, brothers <laughs> and sisters. To... Always somebody to bother you, get yes. in trouble with you. Yes. So my first memory of you, I guess, would not be of you, but would be of Chuck, because we were farmers. And in our small community, there was this thing called Bishop and Wackholtz. Yes. And Chuck was the bishop. Yes. So a couple really cool things about being an implement dealer in a small town. What, I mean, I used to remember the customer appreciation days out there and the flipping oh, pancakes. Oh, my land. The flipping yes. pancakes. Yes, I remember Marlene and I working on those together. And, and the first things we started, one year we had wieners and beans you know we would chop it up in there that was and then chips and cookies and then well, of course uh, chris's cakes yes we, we uh, decided to let's establish them. though the color so when adley told uh, jim she was dating brock jim's question to her was what color because he was a farmer. Oh, so what color yes. we better get the color yes. right first well big red big red case big ih red. yes it was International Harvester when we bought, okay, bought the business. And when was that? Uh, let's see, um, we when we had Mark in 1967. He was born, so it was 1968. Okay, we moved here to Casson. And I think Jim was telling me, and of course you know the facts. When did you move out to the Ford dealership? Because you used to be downtown somewhere. Or it, not downtown, but um, yes, it was. That's where we had a lot of the uh, appreciation days jammed in there, and that it it was there the minute we moved in. That was the okay. building we had. So then this, we moved out to the Ford dealership. Do you know? I cannot recall because I kind of remember some of that. I was little, of course. I was born in the fifties, so. Um, but yeah, but Chuck was a regular at our farm, either checking something out or... So I think the boys were still in high school. You know, we still had, had it then. And then after that, when uh, Ford built the building out there and it, they just didn't survive, we needed the space. Because, you know, there we were on that little lot. Little tiny so, corner lot. Yes, and so we were over by the post office. We owned that land and here and there. And we were having our machines all over town and it was getting ridiculous and there wasn't room enough for the uh, the guys out working in well, the and, and the, repairs. And the equipment was getting bigger. Oh yeah. You know, I grew up so with, with 620, 720 narrow-wheeled little John Deere's. Yeah. And, and now the things that Jim drives, I mean the big, I don't even know what number it is, but it's a four-wheeler and it's got, it's huge. I mean, it, it can is, drive over that little it is 6720. It is huge, yeah. And you're mentioning all these numbers while well, being the city girl. When I moved here, I hardly knew a tractor from a combine. <laughs> so <laughs> Lots of education. People, people say, oh, well, I bet you were down there helping Chuck. You were working at the dealership. And no, uh, I have to say no, really, you know, I wouldn't have any skills down there to be able to help them. And, well, and, and we had a great bookkeeper anyway, and Ruthie, so they sure didn't need me down there. Yeah, and, and our son-in-law is mostly green, which would be John Deere. So we, we go out to, to the case dealer and we get calendars and we take down to him and we and, buy the little boy. And do you go and eat the food when they have the open houses there? 
Um, the even, last couple, even though you're green, even though we're green, we buy a lot. Of, we're not. We're more red than green. We are much oh, more that's red than green. Good. Oh, we have red combine, red big side. Yeah, we have like I think we only have two green now. Maybe only one. And then I, Jim bought oh, me. wonderful. A couple years ago, a Mahindra. Oh yeah, they sell that down there. And now. that's and then, a little tiny red tractor. Yeah. And that's one I can. It's called hydrostatic. You don't have to shift it and let clutches out. You if just, you say so. Yes, okay. push and go. So the other thing we have in common is music. Yes. And um, you have probably played church music. Do you play the organ or just piano? Just piano. You've probably played that just about as long as I've been alive. Well, there were a lot of people that were there. Shirley Bartlett, Donna Henslin, Betty, of course, was on the organ and uh, many other people. So I was never the church pianist. Okay. If I would play, it was usually to accompany myself while I would sing or accompany someone else. So you were a and director then. Then, well, I was choir director for over 40 years. I, I don't even know how long, but it, it, those were wonderful years. And then it went into praise band and then maybe that's where you're thinking I was playing. So then, uh, I would be one of the band members playing and singing at the same time. But well, I remember coming into some performances you guys did. You and Mark Redfern did some powerful drama things. Yes, Ann Clickman and Anne, I. Yeah. It was Ann. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was some really and pretty... We did for with numerous pastors. I think it started with Pastor Doug. Ah. And... Uh, then when Pastor Steve, Steve became Jesus during some of the dramas we did, that's when we sort of hit our stride there and, and we would have the performances for uh, Saturday night and Sunday night. Yeah, I remember and, that. We would come in And a lot of people would come and... and uh, well, it was unique and different and very well done. Well, thank very you. Very well I, done. We, we put a lot of time into it and it got to be really detailed and so I would be the um, musical director and Anne would be the drama director and so we would have about uh, 24, 28 people in costume. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. Well, thank you and it, it was a blessing and, and then everything has its time and then people would move and you would lose certain people and and those it are seasons of life. Oh, see, oh, seasons of life. Seven seasons of life. But the other thing that you are very, very um, effective at is VBS story time. And, <laughs> and my kids, along with half of the kids I, in Dodge County. Isn't it astounding? No Miss K's story time. Oh, it's astounding. Well, I, used, I started earlier on than that, but then when Lori Jorgensen became the head honcho of VBS down there. It was, if her mother Mary was there, they would have been working on it together, you mm -hmm. know. And Lori is so skilled, and as I always tell everybody that it was the best VBS anywhere because it was like Disney North. Yes. Uh, Lori was so skilled with all of the de decorations and making it fun. Our shop, became the place where Lori often would come out and tell Jim, okay, I got this idea. You bet. You know, and between yeah. him and Rick, Jim and, Rick yeah, yeah. they could come up with, with a and plan. And I know, she had the best brothers in the world. It, but you had, in your story place, you had 
your the environment came alive. You guys walked on water. Literally. We did. We did. Literally. I, I know. Uh, we came, Well, did you help that one year when I was in tears just before VBS started? Because we didn't realize making this mixture out of 24 pounds of cornstarch was going to be physically almost impossible for women to do. Yes. And weren't you one of the I people think I was in, one of the ones in there? In there. And, <laughs> and the men in all of their wisdom would say, yeah, just get a power drill. And, you know, well, it became like concrete the more you worked with it. And you had to get in there with your hands. And but it, that's it, how but you could walk on, on water. water. Yes. yes, it was so, amazing. And then eventually they did repeat that lesson. And uh, Anna Redfern and I, she was the one that always helped me get these things ready for the next day for the story. We had men do it. We had four men, including Pastor John there, with their hands. And, and they, because they brought their tool, they were going to yep. tell us how it should be done. And they found out the lesson. But, oh, what I've had uh, adults now come, and they were children when they came. And, and they would say their favorite one was that. They, that was so exciting. But I think what you did is you took Jesus' words and made it come alive in something that they could identify oh. with. And when we take Jesus' words and bring it to life and involve ourselves yeah. in it, you had those kids in all situations, in a cave, lights. I mean, it made it come alive. And we can read well, the Bible all day, but when it comes alive, it changes our hearts. I guess this is what... God meant for me to do and what an honor has been for me to do it for these 25 coming up years here and I've had mothers come and say that the kids would come home and say that I made the Bible come alive yep. and I thought well Lord I guess I'm gonna just keep doing this and uh, as it turns out I am 84 now and coming up next year, I believe I'm, I'm still going to be teaching that. And I have the strength to do it. And I, I have the joy in my heart to do it. I love it. Absolutely. It's a delight to me. And I just thank God that I've had the privilege of it. And to see so many children make a decision for Christ. Marcia keeps track and she says over a thousand kids have made decisions either for salvation or assurance. And and it's, I, I, it's, it's not just, something big you did. It's not, yes, and no. it's not me anyway. Yeah. I, I'm an organized person, and I'm, I like to laugh and be silly and just get down right with the kids on their level. Well, and the fact that you love them is oh, not lost. It's I not love lost them in so, them. I know. And not having grandkids of my own, so I have hundreds of grandchildren. Adopted. Yep. Adopted grandchildren. <laughs> Heart grandchildren. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this year they are going to try, I think maybe it's this Jonah story again, and we did it twice before, where we have this giant big fish in the middle of the room that we blow up with this hideous fan that I have downstairs. Somehow I kept it, and I would love to throw it away, but I keep thinking, what if we need what it for need another it fish? And I don't know if Anna and I have the strength to do it, but... Uh, let's just hope all the leaders can crawl inside if that's what yes. we're supposed to do. I don't know. But. Well, this has been a wonderful visit, and thank you for sharing your heart. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs>